Light Up Latrobe program. Light Up Latrobe program is a program that is set to connect you with the Word of God and the world you live in. You are listening to this program from 103.9 Life FM, Gippsland. And your presenter is Augustine Arogun. Augustine Arogun is the pastor of the redeemed Christian Church of God, Abundant Life Parish, Moi, in the state of Victoria, here in Australia. And as we normally do, this program is a weekly program. If you have been blessed with any of the episodes of this program, please, you can contact us via our email, light at lightupaustralia.com. All one word, light at lightupaustralia.com. And this wonderful period, we will continue with the part two of this series, which is what you refused to fix will fix you. This is a series that we take few weeks because we are dealing with some wonderful but chronic issues that we need to deal with in our lives. Last week, we dealt with weakness in the life of every individual, and we use Moses as an anchor man, and we studied his life vividly. If you don't listen to last week's message, please go and listen to it, because it will definitely bless you. Without much ado, we will go into this week on. And this week, we want to look at the issue of of adultery. Don't forget the anchor word here is what you refused to fix will fix you. And this is the part two of this series. And today we want to look at this particular Bible passage. We will use few people as examples to study this particular part of this episode. Today we will start by looking at Genesis chapter 35 verses 21 and 22. Genesis chapter 35 verses 21 and 22. And it reads thus, Israel moved on again and pitched his tent beyond Migdal Eder. While Israel was living in that region, Reuben went in and slept with his father's concubine, Bilhah. And Israel heard of it. You see, the issue of adultery comes from the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes. And all these things has to be fixed in the life of every individual that enemy has cornered in such a way like this. Because if you refuse to fix it, this thing will eventually fix you in the end. Let us look at the Bible passage that we have read. Reuben was the firstborn of Jacob. And Jacob was a 
promised and a covenant uh, child. Don't forget, God has told Abraham, God has blessed Abraham that he will be great. He will be father of many nations. Abraham gave birth to Isaac. Isaac was greater than Abraham. And Isaac gave birth to Jacob. And of course, with Esau, uh, his brother. But you will know, before Jacob was born, God had spoken concerning him that he will be great as well. So, the, the Reuben, that's supposed to be the firstborn, of Jacob, supposed to carry higher magnitude of anointing, of blessings. But look at what what happened to him because he refused to fix certain thing in his life. And that thing actually fished him in a negative way. I don't want to waste your time in going through much of the history of Jacob, Reuben, and all other children. But we want to look at what this particular error did to the destiny of Reuben. What this error did in the life of Reuben. Don't forget that Jacob was traveling, was a sojourner from one place to the other, and he got to this particular place, and there was this beautiful uh, concubine of, of Ish, or Bila, that the first son saw as very, very beautiful, very attractive, slept with his father's concubine, defiled his father's bed. But what, what, look at the consequence of this. In Genesis chapter 49, verses 1, 2, 3, and 4, when Reuben supposed to get the blessing that we set him out on the path of destiny from his father. Look at what the error of his past that is supposed to fix or did to him. Genesis chapter 49, 1 to 4 says, and let me read it out. Then Jacob called for his sons and said, Gather around so I can tell you what will happen to you. In the days to come, assemble and listen, sons of Jacob. Listen to your father, Israel. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power, turbulent as the waters, you will no longer excel, for you went up unto your father's bed, unto my couch, and defiled it. Now, if you look at what happened here, Jacob was going to die. Don't forget, Jacob was the father of Reuben. Reuben was the firstborn. Jacob had 12 children, and Jacob was at the point of giving up the ghost was about to round up his assignment here on earth and he thought it wise to call all his children to pray for them but Jacob at this point in time remembered what Reuben did and instead of blessing he actually cursed him and look at the life of Reuben look at how his father described him before putting that stigma into his life. He says, in verse 13, 
Reuben, that is verse 3 of Genesis chapter 49. It says, Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength. Excelling in honor. What that means that the honor in the life of Jacob supposed to be transferred to Reuben, being the firstborn. And he actually continued by saying, excelling in power. That is, both honor and power of Jacob supposed to flow through the life of Reuben. And it was actually flowing through it until this particular day that the father made this pronouncement. Look at verse 4. The Bible now said, the father now said in the Bible that turbulent as the waters. And he says, you will no longer exert. That is, Reuben will no longer exert. What that means was that, Reuben, you've been excelling before in honor. You've been excelling before in power. But from this point, you will no longer excel. Why? The father now said, for you went up onto your father's bed, onto your father's couch, and defiled it. What did Reuben did? He slept with his father's wife. And that scene was there for long. Reuben did not even remember that this problem needs to be fixed. And Reuben did not fix it. There was no restitution made. And this thing was haunting his destiny. And at the time that Reuben supposed to receive blessing from the father, the father actually placed a cost on him. The father placed a stigma on him. Don't forget what you refuse to fix will fix you. What Reuben refused to fix fixed Reuben negatively. I wonder, many people are like this in life, but all I'm, all I'm praying for is that as you listen to this message, everything that you need to fix in your life, you will walk out how to fix it and you will actually fix them before these things begins to fix you negatively. I can give you another story of a notable king in the Bible, an anointed king made by God. Oh, a very strong man, a very strong king, a favored king in the Bible. Oh, there's everybody that have had the story of David. We know that David was God's choice. He was favored by God, and David was favored by men. Oh, it was that same David that faced Goliath, a champion that has never been defeated. But with the favor of God upon David, David defeated Goliath. What the king of the land could not do, God gave David power, strength, and backing to do it. The people accepted David. David was highly, highly accepted king in the land. His reign in different 
cities of Israel. Oh, David was a kind of king that went to war and we come back with victory. When David, whenever he went to war, he always come back with victory. But there's this particular thing he refused to fix in in his life. And this became a problem for him became a problem for his household, became a problem even for his reigning. Oh, yes, look at what happened in Second Samuel chapter 11, 1 to 13. We will take it slowly so that we can understand the magnitude of this issue in the life of David. Don't forget what you refused to fix will fix you. Join with me as we go into this Bible passage, Second Samuel chapter 11, 1 to 13. I start from 11. In the spring, at the time when kings go off to war, David sent Joab out with the king's men and the whole Israelite army. They destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. But David remained in Jerusalem. Look at verse 2. One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful. And David sent someone to find out about her. The man said, She is Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Verse 4 says, Then David sent messengers to get her. She came to him, and he slept with her. Now she was purifying herself from her monthly uncleanness. Then she went back home. Verse 5. The woman conceived and sent word to David saying, I am pregnant. Wow. Just enjoyment of one day. Just enjoyment of few moments destroy the legacy of David. Don't forget here. David supposed to be at war, but he decided to relax. There was nothing bad in taking time out after you have done much work. But even while you are doing that, be guided. Don't forget that the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 27, that I do hands are the devil's workshop. I do lips are his mouthpiece. David was I do here, though a king, there was no sin in taking some time out to rest. But because he was idle, when he's supposed to be at war, he was relaxing one day. According to the Bible passage, one evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace. And from there, he spotted a woman taking uh, a shower. Oh, he... This must have been a setup by the enemy. The devil. And David did not notice. The woman was very beautiful. Why? The question I kept asking, why was it that the time that David was walking around on the roof 
of the palace that that woman was taking the shower. Why was it that David's attention just clinked to the beauty of that woman? There are many questions that we could ask here. And don't forget that as David saw the beauty of that woman, he cannot remove his eyes from that beauty to the tune that he sent someone to find out about her. And they actually came back to uh, to him that she uh, that her name is Bathsheba. She is Bathsheba. They named the father that the daughter of Eliam, and they specifically said, and the wife of Uriah the Hittite. Don't forget, Uriah was part of the army that David sent to the war. Uriah was fighting the battle of the city, but because of this lust, in the life of David, he could not reason that this woman was the wife of another person. David sent messenger to go and get that woman, go and bring her. And David slept with her. And look at this evil. Slept with her and the wife, the woman actually got pregnant. There are a lot of things to learn from this because when devil is setting someone up, we need to be careful not to get lost, not to get enticed by all these evil Things, evil baits that devil is using around. This obviously caused problem in the life of David. David was looking for a way to fix this. Don't forget, he was a king. Uriah was just a junior officer to David. And now he had went to go and sleep with the wife of junior officer. Not only that Uriah was a junior officer, David was a king who's supposed to maintain law, peace, and order in the land. Now he has committed blunder. He has done terrible things and he refused to fix the lost uh, in his life. And he was in his attention to get this cover up. He now tried to send to Joab, who was the captain in the underworld, to send Uriah back home, just for Uriah to come back home and go and sleep with the wife. But Uriah, being a dedicated soldier, being a very dutiful officer, refused to, to go and sleep with his wife when battle was still hot. And Uriah actually told uh, David that he cannot do this. Because in verse 11, Uriah said to David, The ark and Israel and Judah are staying in tent, and my commander Joab and my Lord's men are camped in the open country. How could I go to my house to eat and drink and make love to my wife? As surely as you live, I will not do such a thing. Look at how dedicated Uriah even was, even at such a time like this. 
because David was looking for a way to cover up. Don't forget, David had impregnated the wife of Uriah now, was looking for ways to lure that into Uriah, making Uriah to go and sleep with the wife so that it would be that the child was uh, Uriah's uh, child, which is another abomination in the land. You know, because David fell into this terrible sin, he was looking for ways to cover up and was looking for evil ways to cover up. When this would not work, David now planned a death sentence for Uriah, which was another bad thing. He sent letter to Joab in the war. Put, uh, I mean, David sent letter through Joab that Uriah should be put where the battle is very strong uh, so that Uriah can be killed. And that was exactly what happened. And by this time, David was thinking, yes, he had concluded this matter. He has put it under the shed, not knowing that you can cover your sin from men. You can cover it from God. This is why that if you are in a sin at all, not to now mention the sin of adultery, please, oh, do something about it. Fix this before this matter will fix you. Don't forget that David has caused many problems, even in the family of Uriah's now. One, he, he committed adultery with the wife of Uriah. Two, he actually set Uriah up to be killed. Now, the wife now be, is now a widow. So, different kind of things, different kind of abominations David committed. But look at the consequence of this. The Lord actually revealed this to a prophet called Prophet Nathan, what David has done. And God sent Prophet Nathan to go and tell David what he has done. But Prophet Nathan, being a wise prophet, he presented this matter in a way that David will not be off the hook so that David will know exactly, oh yes Lord God that what he has done was terribly bad. Nathan painted a scenario similar to what David has done and was asking David to make his decision of such terrible act and David was so quick to judge that such man should be killed. Let me read this scenario to you in the same Bible passage that we are reading. um, That is 2 Samuel, now chapter 12. Let us read uh, verses 1 to 7 of 2 Samuel chapter 12. Hallelujah. The Lord sent Nathan to David. When he came to him, he said, There were two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little lamb he had bought. He raised it and he grew up with him and his children. It shared his food, drank from his cup, and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare a meal for the traveler 
who had come to him. Instead, he took the ewe lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for the one who had come to him. David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. That was David now giving judgment on the action of the man Nathan presented. He must pay for that lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. Look at verse 7. Then Nathan said to David, you are the man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I anointed you king over Israel and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave your, I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms. I gave you all Israel and Judah. And if all this had been too little, I would have given you even more. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now, therefore, the sword will never depart from your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. Verse 11. This is what the Lord says. Out of your own household, I am going to bring calamity on you. Before your very eyes, I will take your wives and give them to one who is close to you, and he will sleep with your wives in broad daylight. You did it in secret, but I will do this thing in broad daylight before all Israel. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, The Lord has taken away your sin. You are not going to die, but because by doing this, you have shown utter contempt for the Lord, the son born to you will die. What a, what a judgment from the Lord over David, because David refused to face this issue in his life in the righteous way. Then this issue now started fixing David negatively. The consequences are very tough to the tune that the, the, the tenor of David, oh yes, while David was still reigning, his son plotted against him, sent him out of palace. So, my God, this is this was very, very severe in the time of David. They sent him out of the palace. David was ridiculed. Not only that, different kind of things happen as a, as a result of this evil that David did. That child actually died the way God said it would be. And the wives of, of David was actually put in the open, slept with by someone closer to him. All that God said came to pass in the life of David. Beloved, what you refuse to fix, we fix you. Are you still, are you still there listening to this message and you are committing adultery all around, sleeping with women both married and unmarried all around? Be careful what you refuse to fix. 
fix, we fix you. What would have been the honor of David if David had not done, had not committed this blunder? David would have been an exceptional king. Not that God did not still love David because David repented, cried to the Lord, and God, being a merciful God, forgave, uh, forgave David. Oh, what are we saying here? That means, oh, you can still you can still receive uh, mercy from the Lord if you are ready to fix this problem. Adultery is not good. Lust is not good. Lust of the eyes, lust of the earth is not what a child of God must be toiling with. Fix it now before this thing begins to fix you. The issue of adultery is what some people think they cannot get out from because they have sold their lives, sold their destiny to it. See, if you can believe in God, God can help you. You can do away with all this. These are just what the world presents to you that does not help you to fulfill destiny. Look at what happened to David in the story we just read. But I can give you an account of a man that God helped, that God gave grace, that listened to voice of God, that loved, that loved the Lord, but that God made to escape the same thing that David fell for. Let us look at this account in Genesis chapter 39. Let's read from 4 to 18. Genesis 39, 4 to 18. Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. That is, Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the feed. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now Joseph was well built and handsome. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, My master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you. Because you are his wife, how then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. I will stop there for a while. If you look at or if you've been following with the Bible passage that I read, that is Genesis 39, I've only read 4 to 10. You will see that Joseph here was, uh, was presented with occasion to commit adultery to sleep with his master's wife. But Joseph refused to do this. 
because he feared God and he honored his master. He does not want to betray the trust that his master had for him. You can see a typical example of someone that uh, that is ready to fix everything that will derail him from the platform of destiny. And he stayed, he, he stood his ground. He refused to, 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 to give in to the lost. He refused to give in to the way the woman was even trying to make David, uh, Joseph to sleep with, with her. What, what, what an effrontery this would have become in the ministry of Joseph. It would have been a shameless act. It would have been insolent disregard of propriety or courtesy. Oh, in fate or in, in modesty. Joseph stood his ground, refused to do what this woman wanted him to do and he started guiding himself but in verse 11 though one day he went into the house that is joseph went into the house to attend to his duties and none of the household servants was inside now she caught him that is potiphar's wife caught joseph by his clock and said come to bed with me but he left his clock in her hand and ran out of the of the house when she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had run out of the house she called a household servant look she said to them this hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us he came in here to sleep with me but i screamed when he heard me scream for help he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house she kept his cloak beside her until his master came home. Then she told him this story that that Hebrew slave you brought us came to me to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. Oh, look at the way this woman lied against Joseph. I don't know, you may be in Joseph's shoes that some people, some evil, some Satan Satanic instruments are luring you to commit a sin and you are standing your ground. They might be lying against you. They might be saying all these evil things against you. Stand your ground. What we have seen here was an account of someone that refused to fall into what David the king fell for. And we can see the result here. Though Joseph was punished wrongly, Joseph was sent to the prison, but let me show you a few things. What would have happened if Joseph consented to sleeping with Potiphar's wife? One, the enjoyment would have been for a few minutes, or, uh, at, or at the most, it would be, it would have lasted for a few days or a few months, but that would have Kept Joseph away from fulfilling his destiny. Oh, what you refuse to fix will fix you. That would have blocked Joseph from 
being the prime minister in Egypt, the highest rank Joseph would have attained in life would have been to be the slave in Potiphar's house or the slave manager. Don't forget, it does not matter what you be in your master's house. If you are a slave, you are a slave. Hallelujah. Until that status is erased. It's just like a prisoner that has been given position in the prison to the people outside. It does not matter the position they are given. The prisoner is still a prisoner. But when prisoners are taken out of prison, how to take position, you will know that he will not be a prisoner at that point in time. So if Joseph consented to sleeping with Potiphar's wife, he would have, he would just be enjoying what was inside there, not exactly what God has proposed for him. He wouldn't become the prime minister. He will not become the right hand of the king, uh, king of the land. He will not attain the height that God has prepared for him. Beloved, I have a good news for you here. If only you can stand your ground, refuse to be part of the evil games that devil is playing. Oh, stay away. Run for your life. If you see people trying to lure you into adultery or into fornication, run because it is a destiny destroyer. If you don't fix it, it will fix you. If you don't fix it, it we fix you. My prayer for you, for everyone listening to this message, is that the grace that helped Joseph not to fall for adultery, that grace will help you in the mighty name of Jesus. See, David fell very easily and he paid strongly. He paid dearly for it. Joseph refused to fall and he emerged on the platform of greatness as God has planned for his destiny. What are we talking about? If you refuse to fix this issue of adultery in your life, if you are in it, this matter will fix you. Or if there's any sin in you that you refuse to fix, this sin will find you out and this sin will fix you negatively. I don't know. Maybe I need to chip this one in for everyone that is going through this evil temptation of adultery. May the Lord deliver you in Jesus' name. All those wicked faces tempting you into adultery on Facebook or in your places of work. They are similar to Potiphar's wife. Run away for your life. Run from them like Joseph did. Oh, if you don't run from them, it will lure you into a big problem. Don't forget what you refuse to fix will fix you. Some of these people, I mean, some of these women that are luring you into adultery, they are satanic agents. They are also in different places, including the church of God, unfortunately. That is why you see some men of God falling into this sinful act. Some women will come for counseling, and before you know it, it will turn to another thing. Don't forget what you refuse to fix, we fix you. Do not give them attention. Oh, whatever that will lure you, 
into adultery. Run away from it. Whatever that we lure you into illicit sex, run away from it. Some are around you in the street. They are around your street. Some of them are your working places. Some of them are in different places. Please rebook them so that you can fulfill your destiny. Don't forget, what you refuse to fix will fix you. Oh my God, may I have a word with you right now? If you are a Christian, oh yes, Lord, you're supposed to be a lover of God, but still, you are a lover of the world. To the tune that you are forsaking God for the things of the world, you are simply sharing your love for God, for the world. This is a form of adultery that can ruin your destiny. Make a change today and clean yourself up. If you are sharing your love for God, for the love of the world, and you take on the things of the world rather than things of God. Don't forget everything in this world will perish. It is only the word of God that will not perish. If you allow the world to lure you into adultery, or if you allow the things of this world to steal the love of God from your heart, oh, fix it now before this week will fix you. Are you the type that does not even love God at all? Or you have failed to give your life to Christ Jesus? There is an open opportunity for you today. Come to the saving grace of the Lord and you will be saved from this world. Don't forget that what we are looking at at this hour of the day, regardless, or it depends on the time you are listening to this message, is that whatever you need to fix now, fix it. What you refuse to fix will fix you. We've only mentioned adultery, and there are many things that you need to fix, not adultery alone. Uh, let me let me take you to Galatians chapter 5, from 19 to 21. Galatians chapter 5, 19 to 21. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envying, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So I've tried to point out adultery to you in a different way. I've tried to present it to look at two people that fell for it, Reuben and King David. And I tried to show you Joseph that that escaped from this. And not only adultery, don't forget what we are looking at is that what you refuse to fix, we eventually fix you. Are you into adultery? Fix it now and get out of it. Are you into fornication? Fix it now and get out of it. Are you into uncleanness or lasciviousness? Are you into idolatry? Get out of it. Fix all these things now before they start fixing you. Are you into witchcraft? 
Are you the type that normally hate people? You make hatred your pattern of life. Get off all these things. Are you practicing variance? Is it emulations? Is it rot that is in you? Is it strife, seditions, heresies? All these things are tools of the enemies. Come off them and let God help you. Is it envy? Is it murders? Is it drunkenness? Is it reveling? And many of all these evil things, fix them in your life. Get out of them so that they will not put you into problem. Don't forget what you refuse to fix We eventually fix you. I don't know if you are listening to this message and you are blessed with it. I pray that the power that set Joseph free will set you free. You, I'm, I'm inviting you now. Don't forget the last time I, may, I mentioned that you may be a Christian, but you are sharing your love for God for the world. And you have loved the world so much more that you don't even love uh, God again. Or your love for God has watered down. Look at what the Bible says in Mark chapter 8, uh, 35 to 37. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel will save it. 36 now says, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Whatever that is going to make you to lose your soul, Come off it. Come off it. Send those things packing out of your life. Run away from them so that you can save your soul, so that you can save your life, so that you can save your destiny. Don't forget what you refuse to fix. We fix you. Maybe you are even listening to this message. You have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You know what? When you are in Christ, that is when Holy Spirit can do his full work in your life. And that is when Holy Spirit can help you to to, to escape from all these satanic baits, to escape from all the works of the flesh. This is when Holy Spirit will continue to communicate to you and help you out of these uh, habitual predicaments. Oh Lord, I pray that you this message sink into your heart. Are you listening right now? And you are saying, yes, I want to come out of all these things. The first step is for you to be born again or to rededicate your life to Christ Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. If you are listening to this and you want to surrender your life to Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, please repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for another opportunity you have given unto me. I am sorry for all my sins for those in the sin of adultery, I am sorry for the sin of adultery or whatever sin you are into, you are finding difficult to get out of, mention the sin. And just say, God, please come and deliver me from this sin. Lord, today I invite you and I invite your Holy Spirit to come into me. I am surrendering to you as my personal Lord and Savior so that I can be free 
from all this work of the flesh. Lord, I know you can help me to fix all these evil works of the flesh that I cannot fix myself. As I surrender to you today, come and help me to fix all this so that these things will not fix me negatively. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Oh, I say congratulations to you if you have said that prayer. Oh, yes. If you have listened to any of our episodes in Light Up Latrope program and you have been blessed with it, or you need prayer or you need counsel of, of any sort from the episodes of Light Up Latrobe, you can contact us via our email. The email is light at lightupaustralia.com all one word light at lightupaustralia.com and we will surely get back to you if you are around Moe, Newborough, Dragon, Mowell and you don't have a place of worship or you are in Trafalgar if you are within uh, 10-15 kilometers radius or 20 kilometers radius from Moe and you don't have a church you attend, you can join us. Our church is called the Redeemed Christian Church of God, number 6, George Street in Moe. You will definitely be fed with more of the undiluted word of God. Uh, you are listening to this program from 103.9 Life FM, Gippsland. And this is Light Up Latro Program. You are listening to Augustine Arogun. And by the special grace of God, we will continue to feed you with the message of light. Oh, I congratulate you today. May your days be blessed. May your life be blessed. And as you continue in this life, may God help you to fix everything that you need to fix. Because what you refused to fix will fix you. God continue to be with you. Thank you and God bless. Hallelujah. Please reflect on this song, Fix Me Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus.
to Light Up Latrobe, a weekly program that connects you from the world to the word.
light up Latrobe. A light from Latrobe to Gippsland and all over Australia.